Hey guys, and thanks for tuning in to the Free Hearts Podcast featuring Dylan and Sarah Frank. Welcome to episode 10 where we will discuss our journey through our daughter's peanut allergy. Enjoy the show. Thanks. Hey guys, and welcome back to the Free Hearts Podcast with Dylan and Sarah. Hey. Um, so yeah, we are coming to you on Tuesday, um, but... It's like 8 p.m. and I think we'll hopefully get it up tonight. And if not, it'll be up in the morning, hopefully. Um, but yeah, we're late as ever. But we were on vacation last week, so we're just having a hard time getting our shit together. And Mercury's in retrograde, so like, oh yeah, that has everything. Everything, yeah. As um, as we learned over the vacation, it has everything to do with anything. <laughs> it's why um, all problems exist. Yeah, it is. Well. So, yeah, so that's why we're here, and, or, that's not why we're here, but... That's why we're here. <laughs> so, we're here, late, that's why we're, why, why we're here late, and that's, uh, yeah. Alright. Alright, well, <laughs> we're a little rusty, clearly. I'm not rusty. Well, <laughs> um, yeah, so today we're gonna talk about something... Not quite as entertaining, but I think informative. Yeah. It's something that... It's something that needs to be talked about. Well, we deal with it every day, so... Yeah. Um, So we're going to talk about our daughter's peanut allergy. So Kensington is two and a half, and she got diagnosed with a peanut allergy... um, a couple months, maybe like a month before she turned one. Um, and so we carry EpiPens. We we don't know that she is truly anaphylactic, but because she's so young, we have to treat it as though she could be. Um, and we avoid peanuts completely. So that's kind of like the overarching thing that we deal with daily. Um, so we don't have peanuts in the house. We don't have any peanut butter or candy or anything that's processed with peanuts. So we, uh, we spend a lot of time reading labels and stressing about birthday parties and (laughs) things that don't matter, like that we can, I mean, they matter, but I probably spend more time worrying than I should, but it's part of. I guess just that the cards we were dealt. So we're, um, yeah. Do yeah. you, I mean, yeah, I, it's, I don't think it's unnecessary worrying. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a thing where you have to think about everything that you buy, every place you go to, mm-hmm. like you, you know, like if we're going to pick up food for dinner, like fast food for dinner, like it, it's basically a couple places. It's like Chick-fil-A and Wendy's and like, yeah. you know, and you got to like, you got to look at like the labelings on almost everything and things that maybe you wouldn't even think would have peanuts or, or were processed with peanuts. You've like, you know, things like gummies and like like things that you wouldn't imagine like oh there's no way that peanuts would be processed with this but like peanuts are such like a regular thing and so many like so many companies process peanuts 
that also process other things that don't have peanuts in them. So you right. have to like look, read all the labeling and like well, no matter what. Like, and labeling is such a crazy thing um, because legally they only legally the food label only has to say that it contains peanuts. Yeah. It doesn't legally have to say that it, it could contain peanuts. It doesn't legally have to say that it was processed with peanuts. Those are like helpful things. So even if it says it doesn't contain peanuts, it there's a chance it still could have had a cross-contamination. You, like, really, we should call every manu- every brand and figure out if this product is manufactured with peanuts and in some cases we do like if it's something she eats every day then we do and that's where i think in a previous podcast i had mentioned that i i do trust kroger's labeling um and so that's why we trust most of kroger's brands um but we just that's kind of you know we can't really just go to a bakery and oh it doesn't say it could be processed with peanuts because a lot of bakeries have peanut ingredients. So we just kind of have to be diligent and do our research as well. And so that's the frustrating thing about labels is that sometimes you have to do more than just read it. And so it's just crazy. Yeah. And this is stuff that, like, I feel like we never, I never knew anything about this until Kenzie was diagnosed. Yeah. I mean, and it's, I mean, it's honestly, it's kind of, it's kind of crazy because like you know it's all laws and regulations set by the fda and you know basically the fda just says that like the big six which are it's big eight is it eight it's eight are you sure about that milk soy peanuts tree nuts shellfish shellfish and wheat six there's two more you want to look this up right now i feel it in my bones there's two more okay well while sarah looks that up i like the thing like you know they again they only have to they only have to say that it contains it and then you know and and like what's really great is like you know there are some companies that say sorry there are some companies that say that. And fish. Okay. All right. Congratulations. Thank you. There are some companies that say that, like, that specifically say that, you know, they are not. They are processed in a peanut-free facility, um, which is like super helpful because then we don't even have to second guess. Like, for instance, mm-hmm. like one of the things. So, like, you would think, you'd go, okay, well, Kinsey can't have peanut butter. So, let's get almond butter. And then you go, and then you read the labeling, and it says, contains almonds. Also contains peanuts. Or, like, or could, like, may contain. Pro- processed in the same facility that processes peanuts. people who are yeah. trying, a lot of peanut butter manufacturers are trying to jump on the almond butter yeah. train. Which, you know, I get it. And if you're not allergic to peanuts like that, you yeah. should buy that cheaper one. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. So, it's it's like, it's this thing where it's just like... We hit, we hit yeah. it all the time. We hit a, she can't have that probably every day. Yeah. But, um, 
I guess we should go over how we recognized it because I think that's important. You know, I, I, I was hesitant. I don't know why, but I was nervous about giving it to her. Um, but basically I put it, I just put a little smudge on a cracker, just a little smear. And... <laughs> I don't know why you're giving me looks right I now. I don't know. Um, and so I immediately noticed that she broke out. Like, she kind of had these, like, really big welch-looking hives on her chin. And it was really weird. Like, they didn't really seem to be bothering her. It was also at night, which I wouldn't recommend. I would probably do it earlier in the day. Like, with our, whenever we have our next kid, I'll probably do it in the morning so I can really assess it. Um and so I just kind of called my pediatrician. She was like, yeah, let's refer, we're going to refer you to an allergist. And I was like, we're probably going to go in here and have this testing and they're going to be like, you're crazy. That wasn't a welt. Those weren't hives. You're just a worry wart. And so they did a scratch test on her back just, um, just for peanuts. And so, um, and she welted out pretty good. And so a scratch test is where I think they take like a little particle and they literally scratch it into her skin, right, to see what happens. Yeah, yeah. So but it's what, not painful. Like she wasn't uncomfortable or anything. Yeah. So what they what they do is they take this like little plastic thing that has like a sample a sample of the stuff on there. But it's they, really tiny. And then they just yeah, and they just what they do is they <clears throat> so what they do is they like put circles in the area, so. They they there are circles in the area and they're labeled with like A B C. There's a control. There's a um, Hista, histamine. Yeah, it, it's like it's like a like something that there's a control. There's there's something that shouldn't like welt up, and then there's peanut. what they're trying to test for. And they only they only were testing for peanuts. So like you can get a a much larger like allergy test where they test like. A, a lot of things. Well, and, and because she was so young, they just yeah. only wanted to test for the one, I guess. And so they take it and they put it in the they put it within the circle. Um, they give it twenty minutes and they come they come back in and um, they they like read the test. Minutes. Well, well, if you would just let me tell the story, I would get there. Oh, they came back in at five minutes and it was already well Is that what you're gonna say? Did I just steal the steal your thunder a little bit? Go ahead, you tell the story. I'm sorry. No, no you tell it. No, I'm done telling it. So you. Got I it. didn't think that they said it would have to take 20 minutes. They did. Though. They said they said we will give it 20 minutes. The the nurse came back in after 10, and she was like, "Is anything happening?" And she looked and she was like, "Oh, yep, I'm gonna go get the doctor." Yeah. She was like, "Well, you guys have a peanut allergy." And we were like, "What the fuck?" Like, I really. I thought there was, like, a 20% chance that we had that allergy. I thought I was just crazy. And so they didn't do any blood work or anything. They basically were, like, um, they said close to three they'll do it. So that's this fall. Um, and so that that will help us gauge where it's at. I, I'm not entirely sure I understand it, but basically that'll help us know, have a better idea of how severe it is. Because right now, we don't know if she ate a peanut, if she would get itchy, if she would have, you know, hives, or if she would have, you know, go into anaphylaxis. It's like, we're just not really sure. So that's why we have the EpiPens. We carry them everywhere. 
um, because she's also just coming into the age of being able to tell us how she feels. And so, uh, you know, you can think about a one-year-old and she's not going to be able to say, I can't breathe, I can't breathe, you know. So we just have to kind of, if she knowingly eats peanuts, we have to EpiPen whether she's showing symptoms or not because it's just such a high risk that we won't recognize them because she's not going to be, she might not be able to tell us them, essentially. So we're kind of coming into like a whole new area with it, with this allergy, I feel like, because now we have to train her. And, and, you know, there is the chance that she'll outgrow it, but there's a chance that she won't too. So we just have to prepare for both. You know, we, we're going to have to start training her to say, no, I can't have peanut butter. Like we need her to recognize it. We need her to be able to say, I can't have that. We need her to be able to say, like, ask for food before just eating it. You know, like if she's at a baseball game and someone hands her an M&M, like she can't have M&Ms because they're processed with peanuts. So we have to get you know, we have to train her in these different ways now that she's old enough that she could just run up to a friend and they could give her an M&M without thinking about it, you know? And so we're kind of entering this new world of allergies, I feel like. And it's like a part of it is like, okay, she can tell me her symptoms a little bit more. So maybe we will recognize it, but she's also probably more likely to find herself into some kind of peanut contaminant thing when, whereas, you know, when she's so little, we kind of, nobody's giving a one-year-old M&Ms that I know. Yeah. I mean, maybe, but, um, it's just, I feel like we're getting to that point of like Halloween this year is probably going to be the hardest Halloween because she has had some candies and she at least recognizes that other kids eat it. And so, we're, this is probably going to be our toughest Halloween where we have to hope, you know, we either have to not go trick-or-treating or we have to make sure she doesn't stick her hand in her basket and pull out a Reese cup and, yeah, you know, we're just navigating new waters the older she gets. Um, but yeah, so we do have EpiPens. We take them everywhere and um, they are kind of intimidating but they're kind of they're actually you know really they're like they're called AviQ so they're not like your traditional EpiPens and they like talk to you and yeah they give you like instructions step-by-step instructions yeah it's like, and it's like you pull the top off and it goes remove red cap and then so you pull that out and then it goes it says press to leg or press to thigh and so you press it in and it's not like it, so it's not like what you imagine seeing where you like you like with all the force that you have like jam it into the, like you literally <laughs> it's like a spring loaded thing so like you literally take it and you push it against the leg and you press in until it, you hear a pop and then it counts it's 5 4 3 2 1 and then you like pull it away yeah and, and it, it like it like again it counts the five four three two one like it it like it literally tells you what to yeah do step it's by really step. cool and there's a trainer that you can practice with Don't, yeah donates it <laughs> the other day I chased him around the house with it it sounds so bad but it's like it's basically like a practice one where you can like practice and there's no needle in it and it says like there is no needle. This trainer contains no needle. That's what it says. Yeah. And so Dylan's like, what if... <laughs> Dylan was chasing him around. He was like, what if they put one in there? What if there's a needle in there? <laughs> mm-hmm. And then he like... 
I'm not trying to have my like adrenaline go through the roof, okay? Yeah, and that was the interesting thing too with EpiPens is that if you if you're ever hesitant to give an EpiPen to anyone like a kid or a friend, like it's not going to hurt them. If they don't need it, it's just going to give them an adrenaline rush essentially. But not giving it to them could be deadly. So it's so interesting cuz I would have been before like having a kid that needed that could potentially need an EpiPen. Um, I would have been so scared because I wouldn't have known what, like, what it did. Like, I I wouldn't have understood it. But now I know, like, it's way better to risk it and have them have an adrenaline rush than it is to risk, you know, anaphylaxis. So. Yeah. So it's, it's, it is interesting. Like, you know, we have definitely learned a lot and it's not, you know, ideal, but I think that we have, like a whole new, I don't know the right word, but like appreciation of people who live this daily. And because we don't know Kenzie's future with it, we don't know. I know some kids grow out of it and some kids don't, and we just don't know what to expect. So we don't, we don't know how. Yeah. I mean, and they're, they've talked about different things. They've talked like, like there's the different possibilities of like what could happen. Like, Possibility A, she could just have it for the rest of her life. Yeah. And she could be, you know, it could be anaphylactic. Possibility B, she could have it for the rest of her life and she could just get uncomfortable when, like, it's, when it, like, when it, like, when it comes around. And, you know, then, then it's like, okay, well, on a less severe, on a less severe allergy, like, there's talk about you know reintroduction therapy mm-hmm. um that's a, that that could be an option and like it that all depends on like how severe it is and and everything like that there's the possibility that she could literally just grow out of it like yeah and it's just crazy it's 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 crazy because like it just seems so random because i don't have allergies to anything and you don't have, I mean, when I say that, like, any, like, sort of food allergies. Like, yeah, but I, have I don't a, know that it's, like, hereditary. I know, but that's, but that's what I'm trying to say, is it just seems so random. I, like, I think it kind of is. But, yeah, but I. But I, what I would be interested to know is if our future kids are more at risk. You know, like, is, is our next kid more likely to have an allergy because Kenzie has an allergy? But see, I don't think so. That's what. It's just, like, totally. That's what I'm trying to say. It's just, it's just random. But like, but like what determines, like something, something somewhere determines that. And like, you know, I've got, I've got a, like, I've got a drug allergy. Like I've got like a, like a medication allergy. I can't have naproxen or naproxen, however you want to say it. Basically I can't take a leave or my face swells up like a balloon. Don't ever piss me off. Just kidding. <laughs> Bad joke. Yeah, it's a terrible joke. <laughs> I would never. Then I'd have to take care of you. No one wants to do that. Not even you. <laughs> um, but yeah. So I I don't I don't really understand that part of it. But yeah, I know that food allergies in children it has risen a lot in the last decade or something. Like, I know that it's not as rare as it used to be, which I think is interesting. I don't think they really know why, but... Yeah. I don't know. 
And I, I ate peanut butter when I was pregnant. I used to take peanut butter and sandwiches to work. Yeah. And that's, you know, there there are two things that in my, like, there are two things that I think are really hard. Because, like, like, you know, for me, like, like, well, one, I love peanut butter. Like I, I like I love like I peanut love a good pe- so peanut butter good. and jelly sandwich. And, and it's like, so cheap. Like we yeah. can eat like Kenzie would love it. I feel like yeah. I I mean I I used to eat like two PB and J sandwiches <laughs> just for lunch. Like you know and like that's the thing is that like you know like I feel it it stinks sometimes because you know I feel like. I feel like people have to be like extra cautious and and stuff like that, like around Kinsey and stuff like that. But like, I mean, it just like it sucks. It sucks for us. Like, I would love to be oh, able God. to get. No, no, I'm not trying to be like that. But like, I'm <laughs> saying like, it would be awesome to be able to just give her peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Oh yeah, you for know sure. what I mean. Like, it would be so easy to do that. Yeah, and, like, it would definitely was like, like a family affair not a fair but like it affects the whole family like i doubt our next kid will eat a lot of peanut butter because when, yeah. when are they gonna have that yeah yeah and that's the thing is that like you know like i'm sorry but almond butter is just not the same <laughs> it's just not and well like, and that's still a risk i mean you know like you you can't send her to preschool with almond butter because it's a nut yeah and that's the interesting thing is that a peanut is actually not a nut so kenzie can have it's because a peanut, tree nut. Yeah, peanut. A peanut is a legume. Yeah, so it so grows, it grows in, the in the ground. It's like related to a pea. Peanut. That makes sense. Science. Actually, that's probably like ling- linguistics. Ling- ling- linguistics. Okay. Anyways, um, so <laughs> what's the word? Is that it? Science. <laughs> <laughs> um, nope, not that one. So. <laughs> Um, yeah, so Kenzie can have almonds. She drinks almond milk. She can have coconut, mangoes, which is a tree nut, which is so weird. But yeah, some people who are severely allergic to tree nuts are also severely allergic to mangoes, which is crazy. And then all the different nuts. We haven't tried all of them just because, I mean, she, we're not just giving her nuts. Like, I just, yeah. they're choking hazards and we don't eat them. Like, I don't think she's ever had like a cashew. I think she's had a walnut. Yeah, she's had a walnut. But, like, but she seems to do fine with tree nuts. And, like, and, and it's because they're, com- like, their genetic makeup's just completely different. Yeah. Well, and, and two, like, also, like, peanut oil, like, Chick-fil-A, she can have Chick-fil-A. Yep. Because, and I don't know if you have, like, a really severe peanut allergy. Like, I would so, talk to yeah. your allergist first. But our allergist told us that a peanut oil, like, peanut oil is so refined that it's so far from a peanut like it doesn't have the protein of a peanut so it people don't react to it yeah and so she can have chick-fil-a just fine yeah and i do think there are i do think that there are some people that can't have it like if they're if their allergy to peanuts is so far like so far anaphylactic but that's that's honestly something that like like, cause I've heard that from some people that like they they have a peanut allergy and they can't do peanut oil. They can't do the peanut oil. Yeah. And so that's something that like 
you know, gives me like a li- like a glimpse of hope, like a little yeah, like glimmer. Yeah, yeah, because she's never had anything yeah. from that, and she's always eaten yeah. Chick Fil A. Kid, kid loves Chick Fil A. I mean, she is my kid. <laughs> um, um, wow. But but the did other we just finish each other's sentences. No, we did not. <laughs> uh, but the other thing I was gonna say, the the this is the thing that I think is like the hardest for me is that like, like I like I trust my family and I trust your family and our friends who like are really aware, like really self-aware of the allergy and everything like that. The hardest thing for me though, is that like, even, even if people are like, yep, I checked, it's good. Like I still feel the need to check because it's just like, like again, I trust people, but what if, you know the one well, thing we're used to reading the labels. Yeah, well, and and on top of that, like there have been times where I've bought something at the grocery store and like not thought about checking the label because like why would I like right. like why like cause, just because I didn't feel a need to and like what if that happened and I, and I deal with Kinsey every day and like what if that happened with you know someone who doesn't have to do that every day. Mm-hmm. And so I just feel this like well, over like this over and it's our need job. to to do like, it. Like the bottom the bottom line is like unless we put them in soul care, like if we're there, it's our job. Yeah. To check. And that's what makes like birthday parties kind of hard. Like I've been to a birthday party before and I've been like, Oh, the cake is so pretty. Where is it from? And then like that's my way of asking. Because yeah. I I don't I know people feel the need to accommodate and I don't want them to, you know, of course it's, it's amazing. And that's like the best gift you can give anyone with a peanut allergy, but I don't want to be an, I don't want Kinsey to be an inconvenience to people. And so, I mean, we've just often taken our own cupcakes. Like we just take one in the, in our bag, our diaper bag with the EpiPen. So that way if she wants one, she can participate but I'm never going to ask someone to get a specific yeah. cake or or bake well, their own or whatever yeah. the situation is. I, I'm never going to ask that because that's just unrealistic. Yeah. You know? But I mean, and, and that's basically what it comes down to, though, is that like unless they say U-Crops, like. Yeah. It's... And U-Crops is it's a local. I think they are kind of everywhere. I don't know. But it, it's a Richmond based um, bakery that only sells to like grocery stores and I don't know how far they go but I know they're all over central Virginia but they're a peanut free facility not nut free not tree nut free but peanut free so anything from mute crops is is yeah. fair game yeah, and so like it's basically a thing where it, unless they say it's a Ucrops cake, like she's not gonna be able to. Yeah, have she's it. not gonna have yeah. it. And like, and you know, and they're like, in, in, you know, just to be like like fair and everything like if like people like people get a lot of cakes from like Wegmans which is another grocery store that's kind of around here or which is a grocery store that's around here and they're in like parts of northern Virginia and different places but like Wegmans pretty much like anything that comes out of their bakery they're like may contain peanuts which I appreciate yeah you know I'd rather that's trustworthy labeling it's just yeah it's just she's not gonna eat anything you know from the bakery so it does make things complicated, but like for me, it's like, you know, I don't, I don't want anyone to feel like they can't have peanut butter things at their parties or, or their gatherings. It's just the best thing you can do is make me and, 
and you aware so we can make sure Kenzie we can assess you know if it's if you're having like a peanut butter themed party like yeah maybe we'll sit this one out but like if it's just the cake or whatever like we can kind of be prepared and yeah. and that's the thing is we're never gonna take Kenzie somewhere and we're like we're always gonna bring food for her maybe not a full meal but if we have to we'll pick her up chick-fil-a like on the way like whatever yeah. the situation is like we're never gonna like we're totally prepared to provide kenzie's meals if need be yeah. because that's that's what we have to do you know like yeah. i'm never i don't want anyone to ever feel uncomfortable with it but i think that the biggest step is awareness like i mean nothing will be ashley who at her wedding kenzie was a flower girl and she freaking made sure that the food truck was peanut free and that was just like so dear to my heart you know like her fucking wedding sorry i just dropped the f-bomb but that was like that was so sweet to me that she like took the time to like do that you know to make sure kenzie could eat and of course kenzie didn't hang to dinner because she was 18 months old and she was like well we wanted to party (laughs) so also we were like bye but like that like that kind of thing like you'll never know how much it like is appreciated but at the same time like we're not over here we would never have asked Ashley to do that you know yeah but we love her so much for doing it you know but that's how like everything is you know like sometimes it's like I don't know how to say hey where's your cake from I'm trying to see if Kenzie can have it because then I feel like I'm they feel guilty for not having something for Kenzie and it's it's just this like constant battle of like like, with family, I'm a little bit more like, hey, can Kinsey have this, you know? Um, but with, like, friends and stuff, it's a little bit more, like, I don't know. I, it's just not on the front of people's minds. And that's fine, you know? Like, it, it doesn't have to be. That's yeah. why we're here. Like, it's on the front of our minds, and that's what's important. Yeah. But it, it can be stressful. Like, Allie and Ryan's wedding, we had Kinsey um, stay with my sister. And, like, we were shuffling between people and... Um, I don't, I don't even know what kind of cake they had, but I knew Kenzie couldn't have it. And so we sent cupcakes and I just kept talking to my, cause she went from like my sister-in-law, Tiffany, to my dad, to Angie. And I just remember having a conversation with everyone. Like, I just, please don't let Kenzie have the cake, like whatever kind of other food, like, please just read it. And, it, and you feel kind of like you're beating a dead horse, but you kind of have to too, you know, like if at that at that point they took on that role where they have to have her allergy in the forefront and so that's where it's like that part's hard because you have to kind of be annoying but it's like it could be her life like we don't know so it's like we it's such a weird line of like how annoying is too annoying but at the same time i would be the most annoying person in the world if that prevented kenzie from being in the hospital or being you know yeah i mean that's the like and I mean we don't like I don't think we like we don't leave Kenzie like with other people a lot or or anything like that and like you know like obviously like the people that we leave her with like we trust that like nothing's gonna happen but that's the that's like the phone call that I dread that I dread is like you know the one where where we're out doing something or or what like for whatever reason you know we needed like someone to watch Kenzie and we get the phone call that like Kenzie's like being rushed to the to the hospital because and that's the thing is like her 
her allergy action plan is if she knowingly eats peanut butter, it's ER no matter what. So it's like, yeah, it's, it's, if she, if she knowingly ingests it, it's EpiPen hospital. If she call 911, not because EMTs have epinephrine. So if, if the first one wears off or whatever, they can, they can help make sure she gets there. Just fun fact. So you shouldn't try to drive her. Unless, I mean, unless you're, like, across the street. But, like, from where we are. And you don't even have to take them to a hospital. There's, like, kid med can do it, I think, too. Yeah. But, and then, and then it's, like, you know, it's two, two signs, two symptoms of, of, like, an allergy or an allergic reaction it's EpiPen hospital mm-hmm. like it's like it's it's basically like you, you get the two symptoms whether you're whether you're aware that she's ingested it or not yeah like it's not even like do like, we think it's like if she's ingested it, it like without it even waiting for any of the symptoms like yeah well it doesn't help either so Kenzie also has oral allergy what's that thing called what the stuff where the fruit on your face can make you oh, break I, out. I don't know. There's a name for it. It's something like oral allergy. Know. Basically, like, we noticed it. So we, when she was... This is, like, super not peanut related, but it, it makes the peanut allergy harder because... So we noticed it. She always had a passy, and then when we took... She would get these rashes, and we always just thought it was, like, a spit rash from, like, the pacifier rubbing on her cheeks. But then the week or so after we took away her pacifier they were still there and it was like a couple weeks and we went to her like one year appointment and we asked and they said it and I was like the only thing I called it her banana rash because she would have a banana every morning and of course she was a kid like a toddler she is a toddler but she would like get it all over her face and I like I called it a banana rash because I really correlated it with a banana and I felt like that was kind of weird. So I asked her doctor about it and she was like, no, like it's rare, but that is a thing. So it's not like, it's like it, maybe it tingles. Like my friend Katie has it and she says certain fruits will make her mouth tingle. And so maybe yeah. that's happening. Cause she, I mean, she wouldn't know any different, but really it's a non. Yeah. It's just like contact oral. I'll have to look it up. Okay. It's just like a, it's just like a, like a reaction like a reaction to the fruit and it's not it's nothing like dangerous or anything like that it's basically it's basically like if she's it's basically like if she's eating fruit and she's messy with it and it gets on her her face yeah and and it's not even like if it gets on like if it just gets on her face but if it gets on her face and it's like it like chills there yeah and we like don't wipe it off within like a minute or two like it'll happen but like it's well it's nothing that like we worry about but it's it's one of those things where it's like it tricks it feels weird so there was one time on the way not this past beach trip but um last year on the way there i don't know why we did this but we gave kenzie a banana in the car and we were like giving her little pieces of it and she i guess had it all over her hands and she i guess 
was sitting in it essentially she got it all over her legs and stuff and so when we got to the beach house you know out of network like which wouldn't have mattered if we really thought that we needed to do it because it's two symptoms and she only had one she had hives all over her and I was like oh my freaking god and then um we called her, we just called the pediatrician or maybe we called the allergist. I don't know. And they were like, it's just one symptom now. If anything else changes, you know, EpiPen and go, but just one symptom is, you know, okay. Like it's probably, it's not going to be anaphylactic. And so that's where the banana theory started. And then once we took away the passy, that's when I was like, this is definitely the banana. And there's some, I guess bananas are kind of acidic. So that acid just irritates. I mean, she's really fair and like her skin, I'm sure is probably sensitive. And so, yeah, so that also makes this whole peanut thing so scary because, you know, there could be, um, symptoms brought on by other things that aren't true symptoms, but we have to count them as true if there's two or more. Mm Mm-hmm. So, what a derail. Yeah. I didn't think we were going to talk about banana rashes. That's all you. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I think overall it's been a huge learning experience. And I think that, like, it's not, it's never been something I've ever been super hyper aware of. And now we are. And I feel like we'll always be that way. Like, I feel like I could yeah. not... It's like, I thought about this the other day. It's weird that people don't have to think about what they give their kids. And not that we're over here like, you can only have broccoli and chicken. It's like, we just have to read everything. So it's like so weird to me to like, just be like, oh yeah, she can have that. Like it, and because this is the only way we've ever parented. Like we don't know a kid without this. So like, it's, I feel like even our, I feel like even if Kinsey outgrows it and she's totally, you know, no allergy, I feel like we're always going to have like, yeah. Like, the urge to, I don't know, read the the labels. But, like, there are, I mean, it is crazy. Like, someone went to give her, like, fruit snacks, and I was like, oh, yeah, fruit snacks are fine. And I was like, well, let me just look on the bag really fast. And it said, like, may contain peanuts. And I was like, freaking fruit snacks. Like, it's just everywhere. Your lemon drops that one time, remember? Yeah. I mean, my, uh, yeah, lemon. Lemon Lemon heads. Lemon heads. Yeah. They're like, they're like. Sour it, it said candy. it said may contain peanuts. Yeah, like, it's, it's just like, like everything. Yeah. I mean, sometimes deli meat can yeah. contain. It's just like things you would never think about could yeah. have peanuts. And this is for every allergy, you know. Like we we knew a little boy close to Kinsey's age who um, he outgrew it, but he had like a pretty severe. I don't think he was anaphylactic, but he had a pretty severe milk allergy. And that, I mean, he couldn't even have like goldfish. You know, he when he was avoiding milk. I mean, you just you really realize how much, you know, your allergens are are everywhere. And if they're not, then they're potential cross-contamination. And yeah. so, you know, I think about Allie, too, with the gluten. Like, I, I couldn't imagine, like, you know, having to do that, too. So it's it's just no matter what of the top eight you have, yeah. and I, it's and, tough. And so we have – so we've done six – out of the eight so the only like i know we really the need to only do that. the the two that are left are fish and shellfish i feel like she's had fish when has she had fish? I, they had fish she's definitely had fish when she had her fish? daycare they gave they had tuna and they would do they would do I tuna. Guess that's true. 
So she hasn't had shellfish. So we just so, need to give her so a little shrimp. And then yeah, we just don't eat it. And so then we're like out to eat whenever we're around it. And I'm like, do we really want to do that right now? Well, if- yeah. And that's, and that's the issue with it is that like, you know, like, like when we, when we've talked to the allergist about it, like, it, and we've had this conversation where it's like, we, it's just shellfish that's left. And she's like, and she's like, well, you know, there's, like if if it's not something that you guys eat on a regular basis, which it's not, then there's not really a need to like rush to try to introduce it. Like, well, we can... and she scared me, I think, a little bit because she was like, "We can do it in house," and I was like, "Do you think she's gonna be allergic to it?" Like, I was hoping you would be like, "Just give it to her; she's fine." Oh, but no, like, I she just, just can't. wanted to ease your mind. Because I know. You're a little worry wart. Well, I just worried more after that. And now she left the practice, so we don't even have an allergist right no, now. Now we gotta go find another one. I want to go to MCV. I think. Maybe if they're in network. True, true that. They gotta be in network. Um. I got new insurance coming. I was gonna ask you that, but I'll we'll talk about it off the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> it's not important. Yeah, no. Um. Yeah. So I mean, that's pretty much it. I mean, I don't know. We don't really eat a lot of bakery stuff. It does make me sad sometimes or like, I can't just like take Kenzie to get a cupcake or, you know, we can't go to Starbucks and have cake pops or mm-hmm. we can't go get ice cream. You know, like there, if she's like, that's the worst. Like, like it's like if she's having a bad day from school, I can't just take her to like cheer up with ice cream. I have to like, yeah. I don't make my own, like heaven forbid. Her, you gotta give her cardboard. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. No, I mean that is the worst because you can't like like seriously like ice cream's just like a no go. Like Well, like, there like, is. Like there are there are I'm not saying that like ice cream is a no go, but uh, like an ice cream parlor or an ice cream shop. Well, I read an article the other day that said <sighs> one's ahead. opening in Williamsburg, a parlor. They're doing a whole separate area for Yeah, but allergens. see I still don't like that. Like, Cuz it's I, still there. It's still there. It's still present. Yeah, but at least and to start, I mean, I, I mean, it's still a risk, I guess. But yeah, and and like, I, guess. I mean, this is, you know, this is something that it's something that I've like talked about and thought about before, and like, like why there aren't like more like allergen friendly restaurants and allergen friendly like because like. It is more prevalent today than it's ever been, and I mean, like, I think it is becoming more a thing. Like, I mean, yeah, I think it's becoming more of a thing. But like, you know, like some and like, like some companies are really good about it. Like, you know, like Kinsey can have ice cream, like because she like there are companies out there, and like honestly, that like one of the big companies, Briars, is like. Like basically, if if on their labeling it doesn't say it contains peanuts or may contain peanuts, then it's good because they like their information says that they they have a very strict and stringent like cleaning policy for their machines like after it's been contaminated with an allergen, and so they have like we have Briar's vanilla ice cream that. Can, that's in the freezer that Kinsey can have. 
Yeah. And like, and like that's that's what it comes down to. Like, I, like I really think like, you know, I'm not like my thing is like I'm not asking. I'm not even asking, but like I'm not saying that like places can't have peanuts, but it's just like it's just like the process of the process of creating that environment to like like take away the cross contamination is the thing that well that's what this ice cream shop is doing and you just said that you wouldn't no, want to go there no that's not true though because it the the allergen is still present within but you within just the, said that the restaurants didn't have to not no, have peanuts. No, I'm not talking about I'm not talking about restaurants. I'm talking about companies that create food. Like uh-huh. if you're going to if you're going to if you're going to be a peanut company that also makes or a peanut butter company that also makes almond butter, you should do a job you should do a really good job at sanitizing and cleaning the machines to prevent cross contamination. Well, I mean teach their own, I guess. Like they don't have to. They just sure. They don't. You're right. I mean, they might look at this and say okay, we're going to please 1% of our customers, but it's going to cost us 40% more to double that. Or, you know what I mean? Like, you can't harp on them for their business. But we'll just pay... Don't come at me. We'll just, you know, we'll just pay $9 a jar for the peanut-free facility almond butter. I think it was like 7 Same thing. Robbery. Well, do you have anything else to say about peanuts? No. Peanut butter and jelly. Peanut. Peanut butter. Okay, you can stop. Okay. Well, we're going to go to bed, I think. Maybe. (laughs) Well, hopefully this was interesting and maybe you learned something. Maybe it wasn't the most entertaining episode we've had, but informative nonetheless. And... Yeah, we hope that you guys listen in next time. Thanks. Bye.